Welcome to Popaholics, the show where dad and daughter dish on pop culture. I'm Steve Hall. I'm Kate Hall. And we've been away for uh, a number of weeks because of yeah. real life. Uh, but here we are back in the pop culture world. Plenty to talk about. So, Kate, why don't you lead yeah. off? Okay, so I'm going to start with some of the books that I read a couple weeks ago. I read Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by uh, Gabrielle Zevin, I think. Hopefully I didn't butcher her name. It's been all of the, like, you know, best of 2022 lists. Just to very briefly sum it up without giving anything away. Uh, this novel explores the near lifelong friendship between Sam Masser and Sadie Green whose love of video games brings them together and almost tears them apart. The book spans about 30 years in their lives from the East Coast to the West Coast and what, you know, their their relationship between them is, what their friendships are, their love lives are, and how constant or not constant this relationship between them is I had no idea what I was getting into like I just saw that it was getting a lot of hype and I was like okay let's try this I would say if you are not a gamer if you're not into programming you might kind of write this book off initially but I would say just stick with it because of course it's not just about video games or creating video games which is what they end up doing and then that affects their you know the whole rest of their lives it's about how they connect how they deal with each other in conflict and and all of that stuff so so there is just to stick with the theme there is a lot of like programming and gamer language which that's not me so i get to like you know look it up or skip over or just be like okay well i don't I kind of know what this means, but not really. But let me just keep going. And so um, it it was very interesting to kind of step into a world that I'm not comfortable in and see what that's like. So I would recommend it. And the title was again? Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. That's Z-E-V-I-N. Wow. Z-E-V-I-N. Well, I'll talk yeah. about a book I read. It's actually a couple of books. The Parker Novels by Richard Stark, and that was a pseudonym for American novelist Donald E. Westlake. And Parker is a professional thief operating in large-scale, high-profit crimes. There are 28 of these novels, which began to appear, I think, in the late 50s, early 60s. They're very, very noir. In fact, Westlake took the pseudonym Richard Stark from the actor Richard Widmark, who was in a classic noir film, Kiss of Death. That's the one where Richard Whitmark's character binds this old lady to her wheelchair and then pushes her down these stairs, killing her. Oh, my God. It's incredible. <laughs> he, he seems like the most evil person in ever when he does this. Yeah. Right? So in these novels, um, Parker, he's similarly brutal. His only redeeming qualities are his professionalism and his efficiency in committing crimes. Women are, quote, unquote, dames, unquote, that you trust <laughs> at your own peril. They're likely to double cross you, as Parker's wife does in one of the books. Love is for the weak. If somebody gets in the way of you pulling off the heist, 
you have elaborately planned, you whack them. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So these books are written in a very lean, crisp, uh, muscular style. I, I thought of Hemingway, actually, when I was reading the first one. And um, the structure is interesting, too. They all have the same structure, which is the first and second sections are written third person, focusing on Parker, right? Planning mm-hmm. planning this uh, crime, whatever. Section three, and it builds up to the point at which he's double-crossed or betrayed, okay? Okay. Section three is told third person from the perspective of his opponent as he or she plots to get rid of Parker. And then section four is third person back to Parker as he survives the double cross and plots to get revenge. And I have to say these books, I think I'm not, this is not something I ordinarily would have gone and and looked for. I've been reading Jack Carr's books about this character, uh, James Reese, who is a Navy SEAL who gets betrayed by the government. And then, you know, he, uh, takes his revenge. He's an efficient killer, that kind of thing. I think it popped up. The Parker stuff popped up, popped up in my feed because of that. But they they are, if you're looking for that kind of book, they are very, very well done. Uh, and noir, everybody needs a little noir in their life. <laughs> now and again. So I, I will say uh, those are the Parker novels by Richard Stark, S-T-A-R-K. No relation to Tony. No relation to Tony. cool okay so then the next book that i read you you might be interested in dad for a couple reasons number one the author and again this this last name is um different for me so uh (laughs) the book that i read called it's called titled self-portrait with nothing by amy pakwatka uh who is a west virginia native um apparently she grew up in wheeling west virginia and i've heard of this woman but go on okay so i picked this up in the bookstore a couple months ago purely because of the book jacket i am one of those persons if it's i'm intrigued by what is on the cover that's the first draw and then you know depending on what is on the summary then it's either a yes or no and so this one's a yes that being said well let me do the quote from the amazon description This story, part sci-fi, part caper, this is a fast-paced and intriguing novel about a woman's search for the mother who abandoned her, an artist whose paintings might be portals to other dimensions? Question mark? Yeah, so I was like, ooh, okay. We all know I love my, like, magical realism, witchy books. Uh, I'm very intrigued by books about, you know, people's relationships familial relationships, friendships, whatever. With that being said, I spent more than half of this book, which I think is a good, I think it was the point and I think it was a good thing. I spent more than half of this book just really confused about what was going on. (laughs) But I think that was intentional because it really places you in the main character whose name is Pepper. It really puts you in Pepper's shoes about what she's going through. And so I can only imagine, you know, I like having lost my mom at a young age, I can only imagine how much more traumatic it is to a person that was willingly given up by a person. And then you have so many questions about like, did they not care at all? Did, you know, 
does that that affects you as a person because then I can imagine that it'd be very easy for you to to slip into like I don't mean anything I'm not important even if you do have a good found family and your adoptive parents are wonderful and you have a supportive husband which is what is part of this book there that affects you so much that it would affect everything else in your life and so if you had the opportunity to find this person and see would things have been any different in a different world dot dot mm-hmm. dot i found that really really intriguing but so the the mystery part is that uh the mother the abandoned or abandoner <laughs> mom the mom who gave up pepper goes missing she's achieved fame because she becomes a famous painter and these painters this these portraits the people who commission the portraits all have really weird stories about what happens when the portrait's done so then she, you know she starts gaining a lot of fame because people are interested and then she goes missing mm. or does she that like i said i think being confused by everything that happened in the first two parts of the book made the payoff i guess you would say at the end very satisfying i like to i don't like to feel stupid because i'm not a stupid person so i think that the tone of this of the way that this is written doesn't make you feel stupid it just makes you feel lost in the same way as the main character is um okay. so i really yeah, so I really enjoyed that. And that is Self-Portrait with Nothing by Amy Pakwatka, I think. Mm. I well, feel really like, bad. That is Apologies a, yeah. to Amy if that's not what your last name is. <laughs> that isn't it. You know, that's a long-standing storyline where you get a chance to see how things would play out, would have played out differently and, you know, right. different things that happened. So, well, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I'm not... I'm not sure I have the patience to feel stupid because I feel stupid most of the time. So, <laughs> but anyway. Well, you are you are a writer, so you might be like, oh, I see what she's doing here. I get it. I get it. But I am not a writer. So I I just was like, really, I really just was like, what? what? <laughs> like, why do I need to know this? How is this going to connect later on is it going to connect is it just a what's is it a red herring like is this just a deal to throw me off the scent so that i'm even more surprised when the big thing happens um so yeah i i think that's hard to do and i think it was done really well and so okay well i'm going to talk about a tv show i've been uh, i've been doing some traveling so i haven't seen as much TV as I'd like. And, um, you know, I'm faithfully watching The Last of Us, which is so freaking good. But um, I did have a chance before traveling to see some episodes of The Flight Attendant on HBO Max. This is an American dark comedy drama mystery thriller. <laughs> I just don't think they've shored enough stuff in there. It was developed by a guy named Steve Yockey, based on a 2018 novel by... Chris Bo Bohajillian. Okay. Apologies, Chris. <laughs> so Kaylee Kuko from The Big Bang Theory stars mm-hmm. as a wild living flight attendant named Cassie Bowen, 
who enjoys uh, sex and booze when she's not in uniform and sometimes when she is in uniform. And her colleagues, uh, especially Rosie Perez, as her team leader, uh, have noticed her drinking, are concerned. So mm-hmm. on a flight to Bangkok, uh, Cassie starts flirting with this handsome guy and he starts flirting back. And then the next morning she wakes up very hungover in bed in this guy's hotel room and he's lying beside her covered in blood murdered mm-hmm. this is bangkok and she doesn't have any memory of what happened the night before right so mm-hmm. she panics she you know tries to race seeing she was there and then flees but then of course this guy was important and there's now there's this fbi investigation so she's trying to figure out how to navigate through all that. Meanwhile, she's having these flashbacks to her childhood, which explain, you know, some of the stuff that's happening. And then also these weird moments where it's like she's crazy and the dead guy is talking with her uh, about stuff that she didn't do or she should have done or, you know, yeah, yeah it's it can be tri- pretty trippy. I, I've seen... Uh, three or four episodes. I think it's really, really well done. And there's two seasons of it uh, there on HBO Max at the time. So that's the flight cool. attendant. Okay. The Okay. So now we're into what we have been watching. I watched Pamela, A Love Story, which is the Netflix documentary about Pam- Pamela Anderson. And it's it's kind of a... Well, they all kind of follow the same trajectory of, you know, they talk a little bit about her childhood, her rise to fame, her relationships. And as someone who knows the bare minimum, I, you know, Baywatch red swimsuit, Pamela Anderson, married to Tommy Lee. Right. Uh, from, yeah. Yeah. From Motley Crue. Yeah. I found it very well thought out look into her life. I didn't realize, well, I, (laughs) it's so easy for us to be, you know, consumed with our own stuff that sometimes it's, it's easy to forget that people are people and we all have our, everybody has their own trauma. And so I had no idea she had, she had a a pretty rough start in life because of her parents. She's like from bug wax. She's from Canada. Yeah. Some tiny place in Canada, right? Yeah. And so apparently, you know, her, her dad was kind of a gambler and a drunk and, and her parents were, had a pretty volatile relationship. And so of course that affected her and her relationships. Yeah. And so I just thought it was really interesting to get more of a backstory. Uh, And she's, you know, interviewed and showing she's kept like all of her diaries from when she was little and and there are interviews with her, her sons. And I've I've read that the um, the sons are like her two biggest fans. They're fiercely protective of her because yeah. of, you know how much you know how she raised them and um, right, yeah, and how much people think that they know her right. just based on that you know she was a Baywatch girl, uh, and of course that's not the whole of a person. So yeah, I thought it was a really interesting look into her life and what she's got going on now. She's a um, memoir out. She was in a uh, run of Chicago 
as Roxy Hart, which I thought was really cool. They take you into that a little bit. Yeah, I thought it was a good look into, you know, as I said previously, it's that's not really like a world. Well, a lot of it happened when I was younger. So I just was oblivious to a lot of this stuff going on. She and Tommy Lee, too, with the whole deal with the sex tape, that started off a whole thing about about privacy and lots of lots of legal battles with the court. And uh, it also showed that a guy can benefit from that exposure, whereas the woman is kind a of woman can. Yeah. yeah. And that, you know, just feeds into the, the broader conversation, too, of celebrities having their private um, videos, messages, emails, whatever leaked just because they're famous. So, yeah, it was I thought it was really interesting. Painted a really good picture of who she actually is. So I would recommend it. And it's called Pamela. Pamela, a love story on Netflix. Okay. Um, And then the last thing I have to talk about is uh, the other night I watched Wakanda Forever on Disney Plus. That's the sequel to Black Panther. And remind Um, me, how long is this thing? It's like two hours. It's it's real long. It's two hours and some change, but stick with it. I thought it made me cry (laughs) because unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman, who played T'Challa, Black Panther, um, passed away from cancer. And it had been a very long battle, which nobody knew about. Um, except for, you know, his closest family and friends. And that's the way it should be. But I thought it it was a very, the way that they handled the continuation of the storyline and how they honored him uh, and what he had, had achieved was very, very loving and thoughtful and very well done. So from the first from the first like you know minute or two of the movie where they're explaining why you're not going to see him anymore it sets the tone for the rest of the movie which really focuses on shuri his little sister um and his mother which i can't remember her name played by the wonderful angela bassett and you know they are grieving his death and then they're also facing outside threats from multiple fronts because of course especially colonizers are like, Oh, King's dead. Wakanda has this, you know, huge store of vibranium and we could use this. So let's go in and take it, which is, it's horrible. uh, And the worst thing, but that's what uh, white people are great at. So you see a little bit more about Shuri and her relationship with Okoye, who is like uh, the second in command basically for, T'Challa and yeah, a lot of very serious subject matter in a Marvel movie that I thought was yes, it's long, but it was handled very well. So long, but um, well. okay. Yeah. Well, as we're, as we're recording this, it's the uh, Monday before the Academy Awards uh, on uh, or the twelfth on the twelfth. Excuse me. I'm going to read off this list of Best Picture nominees, Kate, and if you've seen okay. them. You're probably going to be like me. You haven't seen the majority of them. Yeah. But if you have seen them, speak up. Okay. Uh, All Quiet on, and I'm, and uh, because I haven't seen some of them, uh, Don James, who is a friend of the show, I think we're going to have him on at some point. Okay. And we're talking about these nominees, and uh, he gave me some recommendations. So, All Quiet on the Western Front, have you seen it? Okay. Nope. 
Don said it's it's pretty darn good. Avatar: The Way of Water. Oh, <laughs> this is one I'm reluctant to go see in the theater because it's over three hours long, and yeah. I don't like getting up and going to the bathroom and then coming back and. Yeah. You're right, having missed part of it, and yeah, yeah, the Banshees of Inisherin. In- in- mm, haven't seen it. Heard it was good. Yeah, Colin Farrell and uh, Brendan Gleeson. Um, there's like uh, three or four acting nominations from this movie. Uh, Don said it's 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 really good. Elvis did see it, and we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. we we both think that's a great movie. Um, Everything, everywhere, all at once. I still haven't seen it. I need to watch it because they they've been like winning a lot, <laughs> and it's I'm sure it's well deserved. It is a amazing movie. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is great in it. Um, there was an interesting piece in the Times about New York Times about how Asian Americans are kind of having a moment in cinema with these Oscars because uh, everything are, everywhere all at once. That's uh, you know three members of that cast uh, the, are Asian, and then uh, the person who. There were two directed red. She's she's Asian. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there are a ton of other ones. It's uh, pretty interesting. But sorry, that was a all right. So the Fablemans. That's the Spielberg movie about his childhood. No, nope. other Tar, which is Kate Blanchett as a overbearing symphony construct, uh, conductor. Don said he enjoyed it, and that if he uh, somebody who really understood music would probably enjoy it even more. So yeah, all right. Top Gun Maverick? No. <laughs> okay. Top Gun Maverick. You saw it. We talked I, about it. Yeah, we talked yeah. about it. And, uh, you know, is it a Best Picture nominee? No. Is it a a super fun movie that you want to see in the theater because of just like on that big screen, the, right. the stuff with the planes and uh, it, yeah, I mean, wonderful movie. I wouldn't say it's a it's it's, you know, best picture material, but it is a fun movie. Triangle Sadness Sadness. I don't nope. even know what that one's about. So. Me neither. <laughs> We're going to have our pop culture uh, credentials revoked and then women talking. It sounds familiar, but I don't know that I have any clue as to what it's about or who's in it obviously it's about women talking because a lot of people don't like that um <laughs> it's francis mcdormand rooney mara claire foy and jesse oh, buckley oh, 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 as mennonite okay. women grappling with the af- aftermath of widespread sexual assault okay women I remember the trailer to stay now. or leave her, their community yeah so that's what it is so obviously we probably don't haven't seen enough of those to make a predict- prediction about the best picture. Um, my sentimental favorite would be everything everywhere all at once, because I saw that we saw that movie early on and just were blown out of the water by it. And then we're telling people about it. And it was hard to even describe to people what it was. Right. What it was like, <laughs> I yeah. saw it was a great movie. And like every, I, like I said, I haven't seen it, but every person, every single person that I've talked to that has, has seen it had the same reaction. So hopefully they win. Hopefully they win. I can't think of anything else. We've been enjoying Poker Face, Natasha Leon, uh, with the ability to uh, tell when somebody's lying and then she has to figure out why they're lying to solve murders. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I will note there has been at least two episodes now where in the flashbacks uh, after the murder has been committed, it's like Natasha Leone's character kind of sets the events in motion that caused the murder. Oh, oops. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally, but still. Yeah. <laughs> and then I mentioned The Last of Us and um, man. Yeah. Uh, I am loving it. That's like my nine o'clock on Sundays. I'm in front of the TV. So I can see the new episode. It's crazy. I, <laughs> this has happened where, with a couple um, of shows where I have a coworker that he, he knows what I like and what I would be upset about. And so then he'll give me recaps. So I don't, cause he knows I'm not going to watch it, but I do kind of want to know. So I'm like in the zeitgeist. Is that the right? the right uh, phrase so mm. i know what's kind of going on but it's very like he's really funny so it's like the bare minimum like two <laughs> minute here's what you need to know <laughs> and so yesterday at work we were talking about the last of us because he knows that no 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 thank you i don't want to it will give me anxiety i am sure it's amazing 100 percent, no question um i will not be partaking <laughs> so <laughs> He'll give me his little recaps. And he was talking about one of the episodes, which I don't know which one. And of course, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to give spoilers. But uh, he was talking about something that happened that was revealed. And like, I was so upset by it that I started tearing up at work. Um, (laughs) So not, not for me, not for me. He was like, he was telling me and he was like, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll skip it. <laughs> I will I will say that even though it's set, you know, after the zombie apocalypse, uh, there's very few uh, zombies in it. It's almost entirely Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Yeah. Their their interactions with other humans, both good and bad. I think Kate, we have talked about everything. So where can yeah. people find us? People can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Papaholics Podcast. Uh, it's still we never talk about this before we start writing or writing, cheese <laughs> recording. Um, at Papaholics on Twitter, I think still. Um, and then please, if you have any recommendations for streaming, music, uh, TV, movies, whatever please send us an email to popaholicspodcast at gmail.com. So uh, for Popaholics, I'm Steve Hall. I'm Kate Hall. Go out and enjoy pop culture. <laughs>